0: Headline Hollywood! Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is
1: Corey. I'm Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? You know, it's going really good. I try and change it up every time we have this conversation, so people don't think they're listening to the exact same episode every week. I'm such a consistent read at the beginning. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I could literally drop in your your intros every single week, <clears throat> and it would sound like the same episode. Well, rest assured, listeners, it's different. Every, every week. <laughs> yes. Um, every week,
0: speaking of, every week. <laughs> every week, with the help of our supertime computer, Al... Uh, we're given a year and a category from a Academy Awards of years past, and it's up to us to decide who the rightful winner is. So, go ahead and fire up Al Jeff.
1: Okay, Al, why don't you give us our category and our year for this week? Okay, we have our category and we have our year. Thank you very much, Al, and even more of a thank you to Al for not giving us a fucked up year like he did last week.
0: Oh, is it is this a more normal year? More normal
1: year. Okay, we're not doing 1930. I, I liked 1930,
0: man. Yeah, I think you're the only one. I might have been. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed the, the deep dive. But if we're going to a more normal year, hopefully, you know, we've just. Already seen these movies.
1: I wouldn't say a more normal year. I would say it's a it's a it's just a more modern year. More modern year. Maybe okay. more connection to to the uh, to the audience to the uh, the switchers the the envelopers the envelopians the envelopians. The <laughs> sounds more like a
0: the paper cuts the paper cuts.
1: Well, because it's a paper, paper envelope paper cuts, switching when the
0: envelope you're, when you're switching envelopes quickly you might you get switch a paper- envelopes
1: so much they're gonna make paper cuts. Yeah, you might. I don't oh, know. love it. Okay, so um, you know what. <laughs> it,
0: listeners If you want to Put up some suggestions For what we should call you That'd be great uh, You know Leave it uh, Leave it on our Twitter At SwitchEnvelope, Envelope Or uh, you know Leave it in a comment section Of our Instagram At Switch The And uh, yeah Let us know what you want to be called Because we've been trying And none of them really feel right As of now But I think It's because
1: It's not up to us To decide who you are It's up yes. to you To decide who you are Exactly Alright Well said you know. Okay, so I try. <laughs> we like to play a little game. Um, we like to play a little game that we like to call.
0: That's right, it's not for headlines.
1: And with headlines, we always give Corey three chances to try and guess what our category and our year is by reading a couple of headlines that came out during the year of our Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I got to stretch for this. Please stretch. Yeah, gotta get gotta get limber get ready.
0: Gotta get limber. Here we go.
1: Woo. Um, during the year that these movies were eligible, we, the nation, saw the Super Bowl 30 <laughs> with the Cowboys beating the Steelers 27-17. to 17. It was the first year that any NFL team won three Super Bowls in four years. Well, good for the Cowboys. Yeah, fuck the co- I cannot. Sorry to anybody in Texas, but... I'm a Bills fan, and the Cowboys beat my Bills two years in a row. So,
0: yeah. So like uh, it, the Dolphins, uh, if they're not in the Super Bowl, I don't watch the Super Bowl. So I've never hey, watched the Super Bowl. You're a Dolphins
1: Bowl. fan, huh? <laughs> Except Denise Ventura.
0: That's true. I, I think you know what? It's funny. Like movies, I think Ace Ventura specifically is probably what informed me to become a Miami Dolphins fan from that early age, seeing uh, the, the Miami Dolphins and Dan yep. Marino and whatnot. Um, I have no idea when Snowflake when this when this movie or when this year is Super okay. Bowl Thirty. I, I do Super
1: Bowl Thirty. Any of you sports fans out there, if you know when Super Bowl Thirty is, and you're not looking at the tag on the on the podcast, <laughs> hey, you haven't already <laughs> for read our, our <laughs> title.
0: <laughs> okay, this is the
1: year. Also, here's the next one. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. this is the year that the Nintendo company put out Nintendo sixty four. Oh, and in- Nintendo 64? Tendo- Nintendo 64 was released in this year.
0: Uh,
1: I, I never had a Nintendo 64. Hmm.
0: I, I wouldn't know when... I didn't either, actually. Yeah, I mean, I had the Super Nintendo.
1: I had a Sega. Se- yeah, Sega.
0: But then I, I jumped from Super Nintendo to PlayStation. Me too. And I want to say PlayStation... Uh, Would have come out just after the Nintendo
1: 64 I have no idea. I, I just remember I liked playing them all. I, yeah, I so, don't know.
0: Mm, I, well, we're definitely in the sort of like 90s era cuz I believe PlayStation like 2 and beyond were more in the 2000s. So we're probably
1: early 90s? Mid, <laughs> mid 90s? I don't know. Well, I think you'll get it on this next one. This is an I this is an iconic This is an iconic um, event that happened in many of the Xenials' Z- life. <laughs> oh, then I'll definitely get it. You'll definitely ride. get this. Yeah. So rapper Tupac Shakur is oh. shot dead in Las Vegas, Nevada this after is... attending a Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. He is shot in the front seat of a car next to his boss, Suge Knight. This is, uh, this is like 96. Yes. Yeah. 1996. There was
0: a there was a lot of very prominent deaths throughout the 90s and uh, those those years are pretty burned in my in my
1: brain. Yep, 1994 was Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Yep. 1996 I believe also saw the death of Sublime lead singer Bradley Knoll, mm-hmm. Tupac Shakur in 96 and then in 97 Biggie Smalls was shot. Yeah, same same year as uh, Princess Diana. So, that not, not, was not that, that she was a
0: musician or anything. She's just yeah. a significant death from that year.
1: Yeah, so that's an uplifting topic. Let's move on. Yeah.
0: And now that completes our in memoriam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, our uh, category for that year will be best supporting actor.
0: Oh, okay. Going back to the supporting actor.
1: Best supporting actor okay. in 1997, and I actually remember this year. Ooh. I remember every movie from this year.
0: Let's let's look this up. Al, bring up the nominees for uh, Best Supporting Actor, nineteen ninety seven Oscars. Thank you, Al.
1: And the nominees are Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire, William H. Macy for Fargo, Armin Mueller-Stahl for Shine, Edward Norton for Primal Fear, and James Woods, Ghosts of Mississippi. It's a wonderful list. You know, I. I love all these
0: movies. I've seen all of these movies. I'm I I have enjoyed all of these movies.
1: Yeah. And actually, no, I don't love all these movies. I don't love all these movies.
0: You don't? No, Is I there, don't. What what? <laughs> There's one on specific
1: list. movie on this list that I do not like.
0: You're not a real real big fan of Jerry Maguire?
1: <laughs> no, I love Jerry Maguire.
0: It's too it's too, uh, too romance novel for Dude, you.
1: Dude, I love Jerry Maguire. That's a great movie. You had me at hello. I I would watch. You know what? I would watch Jerry Maguire after we're finished with this. I love that movie. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love all these movies except for Shine. Oh really? You didn't like Shine? I don't like Shine. I think it's eh, eh. Shine's Beh. pretty pretty depressing, but it was a good film. It's a good film. It's depressing and it's really artsy. And I don't. Eh. It's not that artsy. No, it's like way like yeah. I don't know. It's there's a lot of movies in the '90s that kind of were like this, like like Awakenings. I mean, you know? I'm surprised that
0: Daniel Day Lewis isn't in this movie. I'm
1: surprised. <laughs> Jeffrey, I think Jeffrey Rush got this movie by accident. I think Daniel Day Lewis had the film. And then they just somehow he had to go do whatever something he else. was doing in yeah. 1996. He was like
0: building shoes or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, right.
1: Doesn't he, he probably th- went off to do my left foot or something. <laughs> uh, that you know, was a year before this. That yeah. was before this. That was like two years before. This. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, Je- Jeffrey Rush is great in it. He went. He actually wins the Oscar this year for for his performance in Shine. Yes, um, he does. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's not the category we're we're going into.
1: No, we're gonna. <laughs> No, we're not doing best actor, but I mean, also the uh, best but was good. actress was from Fargo. It was Francis McDermott. Francis McDermott. So before we go into Francis McDermott, we're going to take this opportunity to go into our newest segment: a peek behind the Oscars.
0: All right, it's basically sort of the. Little uh, history nuggets, some fun facts that have to do with uh, with this particular Academy Awards.
1: So let's go first and we'll, say. We'll get to
0: Francis McDermott.
1: Yeah. Let's first say that this was the 69th <laughs> yeah. Academy Awards. Yeah, 69. This is
0: the sexiest Academy Awards ever.
1: Uh, hosted by
0: Billy Crystal, our favorite host. Awesome. Oh, uh, we keep. I, I think Al knows that we love Billy Crystal as a host of the Oscar. He keeps giving us. Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal Oscars,
1: uh, it, it's it's pretty awesome. Or, or Al just likes Billy Crystal. Maybe <laughs> Billy, maybe Al is Billy Crystal.
0: Maybe. Ooh, twist!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I was. Um. Could you imagine Billy Crystal just stuck in there, that computer right there, just feeding us information? I. I
0: would. I would love that.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Although we should really put him on mic because that'd probably be more valuable.
1: <laughs> and then we should get into the computer since it'll be probably more more interesting for people.
0: Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. But never mind. This was his uh, this was his fifth time uh, hosting the Oscars. Um, this is this is another one of those like right in the heyday of when was this I the last the time he would hold host the Oscars? Mm, do not believe it was the last time. No. Okay. Uh, previously hosted or hosted the previous year by by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, they're they're good pals. You know, I'm surprised of the of the sort of uh, comic relief team that uh, that went on to go host the Oscars. That like Robin Williams never hosted an Oscars. Maybe he never wanted to. That's true. Maybe he didn't. Um, This is the year that the English Patient won. It was nominated for twelve Academy Awards,
1: and it is so boring. It's bad. It is so boring. (laughs) It's hard to watch. Um, it won nine of its twelve nominations, and it's got to be the most boring movie to ever. That stands as one of the. Quintessential Academy Award movies that nobody wants to watch. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful, like it's shot really well, but God, who gives a fuck? Damn. It is so boring to watch.
0: Yeah, it um it won Best Picture. You know the the next highest uh, award getters uh, at this particular Oscar, there were two movies, uh, Fargo and Shine, uh, with seven nominations apiece. Fargo only won two. What's interesting about Fargo? Um, it was nominated for best film editing, right? And the editor listed on Fargo. Now, if you're a Coen Brothers fan, this is not sort of like uh, you know new news to you. Um, but they the editor on like the Coen Brothers films is uh, the name Roderick James, and
1: uh, not Roderick James. Yeah,
0: that person is not a person. Okay,
1: yeah, that person doesn't exist. <laughs> Good because I didn't know who they were. I was just trying to. I was fronting.
0: B- basically, like in the early days, the Coen Brothers would do so much on their on their films that they they didn't want to seem so like pretentious by putting their name on everything. So they would make up little pseudonyms for themselves um, for these different roles. And because they edited their own movies, <laughs> they made up this guy and he was nominated for an Academy Award. He was actually nominated again for um, another one of their movies.
1: Oh, what was he nominated for? So a fake person was nominated?
0: Twice. Yeah, it's not the first time either. Like uh, Trumbo f- famously um, wrote a screenplay... He was blacklisted from, from Hollywood. There's a movie with um, a Breaking Bad guy. What's his name? Um, what's his name? The Breaking Bad guy. He's fucking... No, I know. Beat. I'm just laughing at the way you're saying What's his it? name? Like, you're supposed to fill in what his name is. I know. You're not supposed to laugh at Brian me. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. I see his face. I, I just can't think of his name. Guys, I'm terrible with names. I'm good with dates and years. Bad with names. Um. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, what was I'm I even saying? He, had, he wanted me at the ready. He that? wanted me at the ready. You know, I on. should have
0: just asked Al. He wouldn't. Billy Crystal, <laughs> Al wouldn't have laughed at me the way that Jeff laughs at me for not knowing.
1: <laughs> I'm not laughing for not knowing. I'm laughing for thinking that I have Brian Cranston's name at the ready. What's his name? You know, break. the Breaking Bad guy. You got to know the Breaking Bad <laughs> guy. Not even Bad telling guy. me the lead guy in Breaking Bad. It could have been least... anyone. It could have been. It could have been the Chicken Man. It could have been somebody else from Breaking Bad. It could've I could have been Je- Jesse from Breaking had... Bad.
0: <laughs> I could have said the Malcolm in the Middle guy. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's not the first time. Go, uh, go retracing back where where this is going. It's not the first time that um, yeah, that somebody who doesn't like exist uh, was uh, uh, nominated for Academy Award. Uh, like I said, Trumbo. Wrote a script under a different name um, for um, some movie back in the day. I can't think of right now because my mind has gone completely blank.
1: Is this another thing I'm supposed to have at the ready? No.
0: (laughs) No, my mind has gone completely blank trying to think of Brian Cranston's name that I can't remember any other information. Either way, uh, somebody uh, accepted that award because he actually won the the award. He was blackballed from Hollywood because of the Majestic. He was blackballed from Hollywood, and he wrote movies under a pseudonym, and then um, got one an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, Sizzle Beach USA. The whole a whole thing. Go watch the movie; it'll <laughs> fill in all the information.
1: Okay, we're cutting all of that out. But Roderick James <laughs> is the fake
0: editor for Cohen Brothers films, and he was nominated twice for Cohen Brothers movies. He was nominated for Fargo, and they were this is the first time he was nominated. and They were kind of sweating bullets, like, "Well, what do we do?"
1: They should have had Will Ferrell come up, go up in a fucking, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, they, they, uh, there was a, a rumor of a plan of having somebody go up and dress as, <laughs> like, in full, like, costume, uh, you know, in, in case he had, had one. But he didn't, he didn't win, so it, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, another tidbit from Fargo, going back to our Francis McDermott thing. Francis McDormott? Dermott? Dormant? Francis McDormott, I believe. Uh, Frances McDormand thing, she's the first person to win a role, uh, to win an Academy Award for a role in which she's in a film directed by her spouse. Famously, Joel uh, Cohen is uh,
1: her husband. Did she do Ebbing, Missouri? Also, I believe she did. Or did he do Ebbing, Missouri?
0: No, no, I don't believe the Coens did Three Billboards.
1: No. Um,
0: but yeah, so she, she, uh, she's the first person ever to like win uh, an Academy Award for being in a movie. That her husband directed. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, another <clears throat> another fun fact of of these Academy Awards. Uh, producer Sal Zantz, uh became the third person ever to produce three Best Picture winners. Um, he produced uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Amadeus. He's also an accomplished record producer too. Um, he's also the seventh individual ever to receive an Oscar. And the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award in the same year, which is pretty cool. That dude is like nobody knows. I mean, like you're a movie fan, you know Saul's Zantz, but like that's not a name that's bantered about a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in like our pop culture. But that dude is got like some serious gold under his belt. You know, it's uh, it's pretty good. Good, good for you, Saul. You know, okay. Uh, and and some really good movies. You know, the, the guy knows how to pick them. Apparently, I like
1: the movie Amadeus. Amadeus is good. What, you don't like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I mean, it's not in my. It's black and white. It's, it's. Is it black and white? I never even think about that being is black it and n- white. No, is it? I
0: don't
1: know. Actually, I don't. I don't know if it's in black and white. <clears throat> no, it's a good movie. It's, but I, I no. I, I mean, what I mean is that it's not just a movie. It's not a movie I think about watching. I just sure. No.
0: Um. You know, it's it's good. It's old. It's good. It's, it's a good old movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get. To, I'm, Al's definitely going to suggest. No, that I mean, next, there's a finite number
1: of movies that you can just <laughs> think about. Like, hey, I want to watch sure. this movie. You know, like it's just not one I've ever really thought about.
0: Uh, and then my my last little bit uh, behind these Oscars um, is uh, is a bit of a score for uh, for females in cinema. Uh, best original mu- music. Oh fuck! Best original musical or comedy score, which I don't think is a category anymore. Do do they split uh, up comedy the categories? Scores? Yeah, comedy music or musical score. I I don't believe they do that anymore. I think it's just best original score. They used to do dramatic score and comedic and musical score. I'm not sure that they do that anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it was won this year by Rachel Portman, and she's the Four. first. She's the first female winner to compose a musical score for the movie Emma.
1: Wow, I did not ever see that, and I've never heard of it. But I'm sure it's a great accomplishment for you, her. You've
0: not seen Emma? With I a, haven't
1: seen Emma. That was like
0: in the heyday of Gwyneth Paltrow doing her
1: British accents, where everybody thought she was British. Ah, hate Emma, hate Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: I'm not, a, I'm not a fan necessarily. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's a like a couple years later. She is in the movie Shakespeare in Love, which I believe also wins Best Picture, and we should do that one next week. <laughs> <laughs> Because that does not deserve to win.
1: Well, it's Gwyneth uh, Paltrow, and it's, she is—you know—better than all of us. Yeah,
0: she thinks so, and as well.
1: tells us. And, and if you didn't ask her, she'll tell you. Yeah,
0: get on the goop. <laughs> uh, that's all I have uh, as far as uh, peeking behind the Oscars. Or uh, do you have anything? Uh, I don't. So that's Ben. A
1: peek behind, behind the, the Oscars. The Oscars.
0: Uh, shall we get into sort of what was going on cinema-wise? In 1996. Yeah, I think we should do
1: the uh, top ten best movies of the box office. It's time for top ten
0: highest-grossing movies of 1996.
1: Remember that uh, this movie this this uh, this was done in 1997, so these movies all came out in 1996. This is a fun year in movies. I love all these movies. First Kid came no, I don't out. Like, I don't love all these movies. I like a lot of these movies. Oh,
0: first First Kid, right? With fucking Sinbad. Why
1: would we do this? Do you always come out with the worst movies? With the best movies? movies. The Craft came out this year. Okay, I actually love The Craft. The Craft is great. The Craft was a fantastic movie. Yeah.
0: You know, D3, The Mighty Ducks. Terrible. Boom.
1: Terrible. Terrible.
0: You know, Kingpin came out.
1: Great movie.
0: Down Periscope.
1: Seriously, I'm you're just going to peaks you're going, and valleys here. You're going shit <laughs> good. Shit good. Black Sheep. That's like the worst. It's. It's not great. Of the movies with, uh, that's like Tommy Boy, the shitty sequel.
0: Rumble in the Bronx, my friend, released this year. You like that? Jackie Chan.
1: No, I know what it is. Rumble
0: in the motherfucking Bronx. (laughs) Absolutely. I love Jackie Chan movies. (laughs) That is. Which is the one
1: that he runs down the building.
0: He runs down the building. Or, I mean, yeah. he like runs up walls and shit all the no, time. No, I mean this
1: one was like the the angled building in like Hong Kong, and he like runs across the side of it. I'm not sure if
0: that's this one. I believe this one. He like uh, does that little running thing down like a giant red, like hanging, like drapery thing. At yeah. one point, I thought
1: that was I thought that was rush hour. He does that in it. What does he do then? That, Ru- that is rush hour. Fun. Yeah,
0: all the Jackie Chan movies are blending together in my brain. That Brian Cranston thing really fucked me up, man. <laughs> I can't get anything straight. I'm just going to read from the list because that's going to be easier. (laughs) Um, What list? We don't have a list. No, the top 10 (laughs) highest grossing (laughs) movies of 1996 because I'm fucking up left and right here. Um, Let's see here. Starting at number 10, A Time to Kill. Have you seen A Time to Kill?
1: A Time to Kill? I love that movie. A
0: Time to Kill. Great movie. Great movie of 1996 It is a great movie of 1996 That, that is uh, some Sandra Bullock That is some Maddie Max You're also
1: forgetting about Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson And um oh, Who's in that movie? Come on <laughs> Doing what you need to me <laughs> Nope Doing what you nope. need to I'm me I'm just going to laugh at no. you <laughs> <laughs> You're on your
0: own In an island of forgetfulness I did yeah. not no, put you on your own It's going to fuck you up
1: No No <laughs> I gave you all the other actors in that movie. (laughs) No, you didn't. The girl who plays Matthew McConaughey's wife, who they have her just like... Mm, January Jones. (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how do you like it, Jeff?
1: (laughs) Screw you. Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd, yes. No, she's she's absolutely in it. And And the whole time Ashley Judd is in it, and the whole time Ashley Judd is in it, they have her, like, wet. I don't know why. <laughs> Everybody in that movie is wet the entire time. But specifically Ashley Judd, there's well. a scene where she's sitting with Matthew McConaughey on a floor. Sure. And both of them are just sopping wet. Just drenched. In the middle of the floor. Yeah, they were really trying. Not that
0: sweaty. They were really trying to, like, sell the humidity in the South. <laughs>
1: it was like, you know, you know sometimes they, in, in Sex and the City, they make New York a character. Yeah. For some reason here. They made, they made humidity made, <laughs> They made sweat a character. Yeah. <laughs> It is absolutely,
0: yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's a good movie. I, I would say uh, either. I mean, would, would is Matthew McConaughey would be the lead in that, or I guess Samuel Jackson would be a supporting role. I, I don't know how that that would necessarily shake out. I, I both of them put on you know great performances. I, I would say that they would be at least better than Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Jeremy think- McGuire, right? Like. I, I would say maybe you know Samuel L. Jackson would definitely be a contender for Best Supporting Actor in in this year. You know maybe we'll we'll, we'll pencil him in on our short <sighs> list and and consider him in in a second once we get through some of these other ones. But uh, yeah, Time to Kill was number ten. Uh, number nine, another movie that I absolutely love uh,
1: called The Birdcage. Okay, <laughs> are you not familiar with The Birdcage? No, I am very familiar with it. Oh. I didn't like it that much.
0: Really, you didn't like The
1: Birdcage? It was okay. I I liked the Birdcage a lot. Uh, I liked Hank, Hank-, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria in it. is hilarious in it. I thought Hank Azaria was great in it. The
0: the chemistry between uh, Robin Williams and Nathan Lane in that movie is a really engaging, really funny. Like the way they're just sort of nip like chirping at each other the entire time. I
1: know? I wasn't that into it. Oh, right. But I mean, at the time this movie came out, I was like, you know, a high school senior mm. or a high school. No, I was I was only a sophomore in high school, yeah. so maybe I just wasn't into. The storyline or something. Yeah, see, you know? I,
0: I saw this movie on like HBO years later, so I I didn't see it at the time it came out. So maybe, maybe I was because I was a little older. It, it sat with me a little better. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, I haven't seen
1: the movie for years. You
0: should. It's it's a funny movie. It's a it's a really nice movie. Um, number eight on the list: The Nutty Professor. This is uh, Eddie Murphy's The Nutty Professor, um, where he plays his, his everybody. Roommate, he he plays all the clumps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember loving this movie when it came out as a kid. I like the original a lot. The Jerry Lewis one? Yeah. Yeah, the Jerry Lewis one is, is really funny. Um, I, I remember... I remember yeah, this one being pretty this, good. When this movie came out, I remember really, really liking it. You know, I think uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is in this movie. I believe she
1: is in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, although maybe just Jada Pinkett at that time. I'm not sure if she was married to Will Smith when she Yeah, was, not, probably not. Yeah. Um, Yeah, really fun. Like there's some fart humor in it. They go beyond (laughs) into wacky, like kind of unwatchable when they get to the clumps of Nutty Professor Two and and whatnot. But the the first Nutty Professor the remake that Eddie Murphy did was really good and the fat makeup was really fun.
1: I remember him getting a lot of shit for this movie though. I remember him Mm -hmm. people thinking that he was on the decline when he did this movie.
0: Is it that or is it Norbit that people were like, Oh, Eddie Murphy has lost it? Well, I it was Norbit Norbit and also extremely uh, successful.
1: What's the one where he's in space? Oh Pluto Nash! Pluto Nash! Pluto Nash was Pluto Nash not was a just good movie. Fucking, I mean, yeah. he's like,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to number seven. And by the way, I love Eddie
1: Murphy. <laughs> I, I I like everything he does I love except for Vampire every... in Brooklyn. But everything else, I pretty much love Eddie Murphy. Yeah,
0: um, the Beverly Hills Cop series, Boomerang, like all those movies that that were that came out. Coming to America is fantastic. God,
1: Coming to America is I I can watch that any day of the week.
0: Eddie Murphy is a national treasure. Celebrate him. Watch his movies. Uh, Coming in at number seven, Welcome to the Rock. That's right, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage going to Alcatraz and stealing some gas bubbles. (laughs) It's just like the the like thing that they bring up looks like grapes in a canister. (laughs) It's a sort of a a weird weapon.
1: Dude, it's VX gas, man. The VX VX gas.
0: It's terrible. That guy that dies at the beginning. It's it's terrible. You wouldn't want to any of Isn't those it little odorless,
1: tasteless, and dissolves instantly in the water. Yeah, or is that iocane that's the, powder? That's from... the whole point. Isn't that iocane powder from? Uh... <laughs> from... I,
0: I think that's a that's a common trope. Oh, okay. For for you know things for villains to unleash on the people.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, Sean, Sean Connery is a is a you know an, an ex con who used to be. Uh, on Alcatraz, and so he's the expert on how to get in and out of it because he escaped, you know, uh, the the rock, and um, you know, and they t- give him a
1: deal that's worth that's not even worth the ink it's printed on. Sure,
0: he he goes there, and and somehow they still have fire burning underneath
1: Alcatraz and like Yeah, sometime, somehow big, somebody big lit fans. the pilot in the furnace. They're still lighting that every day, even somebody, though it's an abandoned building.
0: Some, somebody's still paying the gas the bill. Showers the showers still have
1: water <laughs> dripping in them, even though they haven't been on but in hot 60 water. years.
0: Hot water, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they keep paying that gas bill.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some
0: things in there that, that are pretty unbelievable, but really fun. I think that's a Michael Bay film, uh, a real fun movie. This is before uh, he went to Absolute Trash. Um, but I I enjoyed The Rock when I was uh, when I was younger. I haven't seen it recently. It it probably uh, probably would make me
1: eye roll. I've actually seen it recently. I mean, is, yeah. It's holds, one of those movies that's like always on TNT or TBS. <laughs> yeah, every like Saturday afternoon. You know, it's it's a good movie. And then just this sort of wave of nostalgia
0: washes over you. Well, no, you if you and...
1: watch it for what it is, which is just an action movie, you know, that's you know, it's a fun. Nicolas Cage before he turned shit it's
0: a popcorn movie it's a it's fun it's a popcorn time. movie yeah.
1: anytime you know cause you know Nicolas Cage if you see a now Nicolas Cage when he needed money <laughs> yeah <laughs> Terrible. And any of his, any of his Before, Netflix, <laughs> direct-to-Netflix <laughs> movies. Where he's in a car chasing after a, his daughter yeah. or something. Terrible movie.
0: He's done like four movies where he's in a car...
1: Chasing after his daughter. Chasing after his and daughter. And he only has or, a certain amount of time to do it.
0: Or he's in a car with his daughter chasing after somebody else. Yeah. Like it's,
1: it's, and he's got like a shotgun weird. and and, and, a, and a time clock.
0: Yeah, and a badass attitude. Yeah. You know?
1: But yeah. he's like 70.
0: Yeah, or he plays like an aging private detective
1: or an aging cop. Or an aging something. Something, yeah. Fill in the blank. Um, I think his scripts come like Mad Libs. (laughs) I think he has a Mad Lib script and he just fills in what he wants and then they. Aging,
0: fill in the blank, badass. Exactly. Has to fill in the blank his fill in the blank family member. Exactly.
1: Yeah. He will be driving a Nova. (laughs) Yeah. At 95 miles per hour. Badass Nova. (laughs) In in film green. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: moving on, number six, uh, 101 Dalmatians. I believe this is the Glenn Close live-action 101 Dalmatians.
1: Great film. Saw uh, it at the El Capitan Theater when I was younger. It's it's okay.
0: You know, I mean, it's, it's a yeah, live-action adaptation of it. the 101 Dalmatians. And it's a Disney movie. It's fine. This uh, is, like, the precursor to their big wave of doing all of their animated features live-action. Like, when they started, like, pushing into, like, oh, we're going to do all of their our fun you know, films, uh, live action. It's like, well, you already started with 101 Dalmatians. Why didn't it, why didn't that spur? I know Mulan's coming out next. Mulan. There's and, a live action Lion King.
1: And there's a live action, um, Dumbo coming out. There's a live action Aladdin coming out. Yeah.
0: Dumbo creeps me out. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it's, it's fine. There's not much we need to say about it other than it was number six on <laughs> his grossing film. Uh, number five, a really fun action film ransom
1: I mean it's not fun it's pretty depressing that's but actually like, that's a, just a, a really damn good, good drama yeah. that's a great movie I really like ransom
0: uh yeah it's a uh, that's Gibson. one where he,
1: he puts out the money and he goes hey this is the close you're gonna get you better run right because I'm using this money to have people find you right and that's where Gary Sinise one of the only times you see him where he's not Lieutenant Dan sure he's playing a- <laughs> I mean he even dude he even tours now as the lieutenant Dan band I mean, he does. Yeah, he's he's
0: got the Lieutenant Dan band.
1: I mean, he's uh, or you either see him as Lieutenant Dan or you see him alongside Tom Hanks in some form or fashion. <laughs> this is the only time you see him where he's not in one of those where he's parts. not
0: standing next to Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> or being Lieutenant Dan. Mm, yeah. So you know, he plays a great character because he plays a villain in that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Would would you consider him a contender for? absolutely
1: actor? gary Sinise in that movie is great the way right. he the way he pencil him in yeah the way at the end of the movie spoiler alert oh the way for those the, of you
0: who haven't seen ransom
1: if you haven't seen ransom from 1996 the way at the end of the movie when he is trying to fool cops to make sure that they don't realize that he is the one they're looking for it's great scene
0: that's not really a spoiler.
1: Well, if you don't know that he's the one that's actually—oh, I guess yeah. If you don't know that—if you don't know that he's the actual he's the one that is, yeah, kidnapped the who's child. kidnapped child, yeah. Or if you want to go out and watch Ransom, it kind of kills the movie for you.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pencil in Gary Sinise Ransom to our our supporting list. Add him to Samuel L. Jackson from A Time to Kill. Uh, number four on the list: Jerry Maguire.
1: Uh, I love this movie, a man. Pretty good movie. It's, this is like this is like the all-time feel-good movie. It's a
0: real nice movie. Yeah, it's a great
1: movie. I um, this is the only movie I think Tom Cruise should have won Best Actor in. I mean, there were a lot of
0: a lot of good acting performances. I, I mean, he's he's real good in it, but he's pretty consistent throughout his career. Like, there isn't a lot of like real shitty Tom
1: Cruise. No, but this one was especially good. Movies. Like, this is a pretty this is a good Tom Cruise. Like, if you. Can weigh his acting in any movie. This is probably the one where you see you show the most emotion, the most range of emotion. He he
0: brings a real good energy, it's
1: much better than a Risky Business. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, or
0: Cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a definitely a better movie than than those movies. Oh, uh, Risky Business is pretty good, but we well, like,
1: need a good movie in order to have good acting. Sure, you I don't mean, have good, good story, writing. You don't, yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot
0: of like this movie yeah. exists like purely on charisma with Jonathan Lipnicki, uh you know the little little tiny kid the human mm. head weighs 8 pounds like um the the like charm factor of this movie is the quotient of charm is so high in this movie that you can't like walk away from this movie not going oh that was a good movie. Yeah, I know. You know, the, you had me at hello Renee Zellweger being all squinty and cute and like But you
1: can't rest on just that just that line itself. And plus by no, the no, way No, no,
0: but I'm saying like the movie
1: has the soundtrack of that movie sets the tone for the whole movie. It's great. Although it wasn't nominated for an Academy Award, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden was a great... Um, it set a, set a good It tone. set a great tone. Yeah. And also the background music. Cameron Crowe is known for, obviously, from his almost famous well, yes. autobiography, where he made himself out to be the innocent little kid on the on the depraved tour of Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. or the band that's supposed to not be Led Zeppelin, but really is Led Zeppelin. Right. Um, Cameron Crowe is known to be the guy. I mean, he did the soundtrack for um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. where we get all that great music from Tom Petty and all that. He's known for the for making great soundtracks that go with his movies.
0: Sure, yeah. He's a, he sets a good mood. Yeah, absolutely. But that, that movie... Jim, so I mean, he's Jim actually known McGuire... more
1: for setting a tone and a mood for a movie than actually his directing. Right. He <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean...
0: Yeah he just happened to cast a bunch of people that pack so much charm into that movie. Yeah. That, yeah, it's just so squeaky. Like, you're just so, oh, I
1: love that movie. It fits, And his follow-up to Jerry Maguire was supposed to be Elizabethtown, which fucking tanked.
0: Ooh, well, Orlando Bloom. You know, yeah. that's, that's really all you need to say there. Um, But yeah, like, original song that year, sp- speaking of, you know, like, snubs, I mean, I know Bruce Springsteen wasn't uh, technically eligible for that song, but, like, that year... Avito won Best Original Song, and that thing you do from that thing you do was nominated and didn't win, and I think that's a
1: travesty. That is a travesty because you know the only reason why Avita won was because it's a uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber, and that thing you do had talk about charm.
0: Yeah, packed with charm. Yeah, both those movies, Jerry Maguire and that thing you do, are just so like, yeah, movies. Exactly. (laughs) When you you walk out of that theater, (laughs) you know it's it's yeah, but we digress. Moving on from, by the way, That Thing You Do, not even in the top 10. Really? Not in the top 20.
1: God, That Thing You Do was such a great movie. I I love that movie. I can still watch that movie anytime. Anytime it's on, I'll watch that movie.
0: It is 60th in the year 1996.
1: Are you freaking kidding me? I
0: shit you not. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. It should have made more money, uh, you know. It, it's it's an iconic like um uh, music movie. Uh, maybe it's because we like we were in we're bands. We were and, in like a band at the well, time. Well yeah, like and you know, we're into music a lot of the time too. Maybe that appealed to us more, but I remember just like loving that movie, I think I saw it twice in the theater. I don't
1: think I think the the appeal of that movie was wide reaching. I don't know why it didn't do a good that it good did. at the box office. It doesn't make sense, but to that me. doesn't that doesn't tell all the story. I mean, some of these movies are bigger after the box office. So That's true.
0: It may have gotten bigger in home video. You know, I, I don't know, but 60th seems real low for for that. Uh, moving back onto our top ten list, number three, back to back Tom Cruise movies, Mission Impossible.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, it was was a big year for him. Mission Impossible,
1: but Mission Impossible was a—I mean, everybody loves those movies.
0: It's a great franchise. Again, it's one of those franchises, except for Mission Impossible Two, which is a little weak. But like, that's one of those franchises where like a new new one comes out, and I'm like, "Yep, I'm gonna go see that." Yeah,
1: they're they're (laughs) and I'm gonna be
0: I'm gonna be enthralled by it, and they're pretty um,
1: indestructible.
0: It's like uh, there's a few series that are like that where I'm not like like I don't care about the world or like become like fanboy about it but I know that I'm going to go see every one of them it's like Mission Impossible the Resident Evil movies are like that for me or um like the Planet of the Apes movies
1: okay I'm not like that about Planet of the Apes no, no, they no, terrible
0: I'm, I'm just for, for me personally the, those are franchises where I'm like yep I'm going to go see that um where I I know that I'm going to enjoy every moment of it but it's still not I'm not going to like fan out about the like the world that they're building or the backstory. I'm just going to go and I'm going to enjoy it. And it's going to be like this, you know, film completest part of me. That's just like, yeah, I like that franchise, but I'm not like super fan about that franchise the way I am for like, you know, a star Wars or a back to the future or um, like Harry Potter or whatever, like anything that would be connected to those, I would go out and then I would know all the, the fun facts and like the different characters that they're fucking up and, you know, from the source yeah. material or whatever. Not so much with with like the Mission Impossible movies, but I know I'm going to enjoy almost every single one of those. You know, uh, number two on this list, uh, movie about a natural disaster and and how we chase them.
1: Fucking Twister, man. Twister. Fucking Twister. I love this movie. Helen Hunt. I love this movie. Is it uh, Bill Pullman? Nope. Paxton. Nope. I was waiting Sorry. for that. Nope. Bill Paxton, always the guy that always is mixed up with Bill Pullman. I see his. I see his Bill face. Paxton is the better actor. Yeah. I'd Bill Pullman is the cheesy BA movie actor, and Bill Paxton is the good actor.
0: Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman, Independence Day. Mm hmm. Which who
1: beats oh, him on this list, guaranteed.
0: Oh, okay. So the Pullman. <laughs> oh, yes. Ha. Huh, fun. Yeah. So Bill yeah. Paxton is in Twister.
1: Star of Twister.
0: Bill Pullman stars. Supporting
1: actor for Independence Day.
0: In Independence Day, which tops our, our list for highest grossing. Independence Day. How much more bankability does Bill? Coleman have over Paxton. Oh, this is a fucking mind bender. Trying to keep track of them. Because First of all, I already Paxton.
1: Let's go back to Twister for a second. Twister, okay. great movie.
0: Not great. Yes,
1: it's a great movie. It was fun filled. It was number two at the box office that year. Yeah, a year. lot of people
0: saw it. doesn't make it a good movie.
1: Um, it was number two at the box office that year. And it beat every movie that we thought was a great movie. So a lot of people went and saw it.
0: A lot of people went and saw it. But again, doesn't mean it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Well, for you,
1: it is for me. Twister,
0: Twister has a lot of fun. Corey, fun all these moments. things are
1: subjective, and for me, yeah, it is a fucking good movie. I know, and
0: sometimes you're wrong, and that's okay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, Tw- Twister, Twister's really- coming from the guy that thought fucking Ragnarok was a good movie. Thor yes. Ragnarok
0: is a good movie, and terrible right now movie. people are screaming at their podcast movie. devices, going, it "Is a
1: terrible movie? How Jeff Goldblum how, and like fucking did... stuff? Yeah, yeah it was,
0: terrible movie. It was great." Movie. It's fantastic. Thor Ragnarok is amazing, and you're wrong. Awful. You're wrong. <laughs> uh number one is Independence Day. I don't know. All right, it's Independence Day, number one. We we kind of already spoiled I'm that. I'm actually
1: really surprised that Twister is the only is the only thing that came close to beating Independence Day. That's I mean, shocking. and it
0: didn't even really come close. Independence Day made $306 million. Twister made $241 million. That's yeah, it's not I mean, that's like the entire like Jack made the entire amount of the gap between those movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jack's yeah. um, one of Robin Williams' worst films.
0: I think. Uh, I think there's some other movies here that didn't make the top ten that have best supporting actors that I think we should we should also consider for penciling in.
1: Um, there's like uh, Train Spotting. Train Spotting. Train Spotting is mean, it's an ensemble fantastic. Cast. Who do
0: you pick out to be supporting actor? Well.
1: For a supporting actor, I would say Johnny Lee Miller. You love Johnny Lee Miller. I love Johnny, Johnny, Lee, Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. He's, uh, he's has good. A sick boy in it. He's, he's great. Good. I don't think he's good enough to be an Academy Award nominee in that movie specifically. I think there's other people in that movie that would be better.
0: I I, I don't know. Like it, it feels like a real ensemble piece. Mostly, right? It's
1: definitely an ensemble cast. I would, I mean, that's I, fine. I do, do we
0: want to pencil in any of any of that? No, I mean,
1: I think if I was going to be penciling anybody in, it would be... Johnny Lee Miller? Johnny Lee Miller. He was in Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> he's done more than that, man. He
0: has. He was, he was Sherlock Holmes on, on the TVs. Johnny Lee Miller with, uh, with like, bleach blonde hair in this movie, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he actually isn't in it that much. No, he's not. He isn't, but...
0: Um, all right, well, no, let's, we'll, we'll move on. Nope, nobody penciled in from Train Spotting, but so we have Samuel Jackson from A Time to Kill. We
1: have um, who else? Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day. Oh, Gar- mm. Gary Sinise from. Oh, Gary Sinise from. No, Ransom. we do have Samuel L. Jackson and Gary, Gary, Sinise. Gary Sinise. Yeah, uh,
0: I think um, you know. But, there's but no,
1: being serious. I mean, we should have. I mean, there are movies in here that are fantastic. I mean, um, like
0: the movie's not great, but he was great in it. Is uh, like Forrest Whitaker and Phenomenon puts a, his, his fantastic performance in Phenomenon, you know?
1: Yeah, that I can't stand that movie enough to be able to look past that.
0: All right. Um, uh, Slingblade came out this year. Billy Bob Thornton is nominated for Best Actor, but you know what? Supporting actor-wise, Dwight Yoakam is awesome. And, Dwight Yoakam, as honestly, sort of is asshole. a good actor. He's so good. It, this is the first time I saw Dwight Yoakam in a movie.
1: Well, my first time I was seeing him in Panic Room.
0: Well, no, no, but I'm saying, like, um it wasn't until the end of this movie where I was like why does this guy look familiar? And then my dad like leans over and is like Dwight Yoakam and I was like it's it is fucking Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. And I was blown away by the fact that you, you know like he's just this country singer like you don't really expect like for me I didn't expect a, a whole a whole you know it's like dramatic powerhouse performance from somebody that I've I've only really seen as being just sort of like you know, picking a guitar and playing country. You know, I was I was really really surprised and and really enjoyed um, his performance in Sling Blade. I think he's definitely worthy of penciling in our list.
1: I have two honorable mentions that I'm gonna throw out there. I don't think the Academy would accept them, but one is Cheech Marin, Best Supporting Actor, Tin Cup for Tin Cup. Cheech does a good job, man.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: all right. So if we're doing joke nominations, this isn't a joke. <laughs> Cheech Marin. And I'd also like to do Vince Vaughn that's in Swingers. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. He's good. Vince he's, Vaughn. He's great. in Swingers. In he so, does in swingers. You know how many people want to be Vince Vaughn from Swingers? Yes. In this era,
0: ironically, they were written not as cool. People. They're they're written as dorks. dorks. Complete dorks. That's
1: why they kept on using the the word baby. Yeah. That's you're why so they kept on doing. Baby. You're so money, baby. And <laughs> that's why they kept on saying you're so money because yeah. they thought it was so dorky. Yeah. And it came off as people thought they were cool. It caught on.
0: Yeah. It caught on. I think partially because of. The, you know, at the time, swing dancing in general was coming up in popularity. With uh, it was with already up, kids. no, it was no, already no. So up. Like, I mean,
1: big, Bo- big bad Voodoo Daddy was already popular. Uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies was already popular. They made they they tapped into something they didn't even re- they didn't realize. They yeah, they tapped into they
0: accidentally tapped yeah. into like this phenomenon that was happening mid nineties. And uh, they became and the John cool Favreau kids about would
1: that. kept on ordering a drink that nobody would order. He would kept on ordering uh, doers on the rocks. It's a cheap, <laughs> it's a cheap freaking alcohol.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's really good. This first film that John Favreau wrote, um, and uh, it's it's a fun movie. I liked the, that movie when when it came out. It's
1: a great movie, and I, I, I these two, their chemistry on film is awesome. You would, can't read. Would you say that better than like? made James yes. Wood
0: oh. James Woods in you know Ghost of Mississippi
1: It's not better than James Woods in okay. Ghost of Mississippi it's a different type of acting Sure
0: no 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 but I'm saying like
1: better than Cuba Gooding Jr. On that caliber. Okay so better than Cuba Gooding I would Cuba say Jr. Vince Vaughn or? is better than Cuba Gooding Jr. by far because Cuba Gooding Jr. is the comic relief of that I mean, movie Cuba
0: Gooding Jr. doesn't really belong on this list at all
1: I know he's the comic relief So if you're gonna put the comic relief in that, that's Vince Vaughn in this movie. I mean,
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. is solid in Jerry Maguire, but like best supporting actor. The only
1: time he does a dramatic part in 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 Jerry Maguire is when he's walking with Jerry Maguire and he gives him advice on on dating Renee Zellweger. And even in that, he ends the conversation with comedy. I thought he says, "Oh, you shoplifted the pooty." That's how he ends the conversation. We have to we have to add into our into our. Academy Award news that happened this year. This is the first year <clears throat> that Daniel day Lewis did a film as a lead actor and was not fucking nominated. He did The Crucible this year, and nobody nominated him for anything. What? Oh my god!
0: Uh, now The Crucible did get a Best Actress
1: nod for Winona Ryder.
0: Um, no, for uh, it got a nomination. Um. Best su- uh, best supporting actress uh, for Joan Allen. Joan Allen got really? nominated, yeah, as Elizabeth Proctor from The Crucible. <clears throat> um, yeah, The Crucible is it's like for me, it's one of those movies <laughs> that you saw in high school in high school because you read the <laughs> book, you know, and just you were bored to tears. Although fairly decent adaptation from the source material,
1: but yeah. But whatever, I mean, oh god, awful. He's still, you know didn't get nominated and it makes me feel good. I don't know why. That is
0: that is real fun. That is real fun that Daniel Day-Lewis was like skipped in 96 or yeah, 97. Yeah. That's fun times. All right, so <clears throat> should we should we go over our sort of complete list and decide whether or not our penciled in people should should stay? Let's go over it. So, we've got Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire um William H. Macy in Fargo, Armin Mueller-Stahl in Shine, Edward Norton in Primal Fear, and James Woods in Ghost of Mississippi. Penciled in, we've got who? Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Sinise uh, in Ransom. Uh, We've got Samuel
1: L. Jackson. Sam Jackson for Snakes on a Plane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, he's he's no, in there for no. a motherfucking time to kill. Time to kill. Uh kill. And uh Forrest Whitaker.
1: Um really? I thought we weren't using doing Forrest we're Whitaker.
0: We're not we're not using Forrest Whitaker. I think he's fantastic in Phenomenon. Okay. Phenomenon itself as a movie is kind of like bullshit. Bleh, but Forrest Whitaker is
1: really good in it. Yeah, whatever. We don't. We sure. don't have
0: to. All right, we're striking him from the list. Sorry, Forrest Whitaker. That powerful performance you. If
1: we're putting Forrest Whitaker in there, then we're putting Vince Vaughn in there for Swingers. Then
0: let's do both. Okay. All right. So Forrest Whitaker
1: for um,
0: phenomenon, and then Vince Vaughn. He he is a captivating character, Vince Vaughn in Swingers.
1: Yeah, the rest of the movies that he. I feel like it, I think feel like he peaked. <laughs> because when he, <laughs> he does made, you know when when made comes out the next, yeah, a couple years sort later, of like it's it's not like it's like
0: it's a f- not a sequel. It's, it's not it's the second pairing of Favreau yeah. and Vaughn.
1: But th- he is so annoying in that you just want to hit him. <laughs> it doesn't have the same nuance. Doesn't have the same. Um, it doesn't just have; it's not as fun, and he doesn't have the same connection to the audience or the same connection to John Favreau that he did in Swingers.
0: Absolutely, um, that yeah, that movie doesn't ever quite hit its like its stride the way it, it should, the way Swingers does. Swingers, yeah, because I feel, feel like charm. they had money
1: the next time and they yeah. just used it the wrong way. Yeah, they, they did just th- brought in Puff Daddy, and he was like, "Hey, let's have you play a character." And yeah, Puff Daddy was like awful and not great. Uh, <clears throat>
0: All right, so that that's our that's our list that we're going with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right? Sure. One, two, let me recount that. Oh, My God, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, nine. Any anybody else?
1: No. Okay, so those are our nine nominees for Best Supporting Actor in 1997. If you would like to see any of these movies so you can follow along with us on the next episode, please go out and see the movies that these actors, so you can see the movies that these actors were acting in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, that's Fargo and Shine, which uh, I believe you can get most of these either on HBO uh, uh, streaming. or HBO like, Go. Um, some of them are on Netflix. Some, some of them are on, I mean, most of all of them are on iTunes. You can rent them all.
1: Every single one of these is on mm-hmm. iTunes or Amazon.
0: And I'm, I'm guessing that the majority of people out there have seen most of these films. You know, um, Jerry Maguire, Primal Fear. My God, Edward Norton in Primal Fear. That's, if you've never seen Primal Fear, the, the twist on the end of Primal Fear Yeah, Corey, Fear which
1: one? Okay, awesome. so out of all these movies that we nominated, or out of all these actors, which one would you give people, if you can give our, our audience homework, for one movie they have to see, what's the one movie that everyone has to see? In Ooh, your opinion, because I know that, you know,
0: well, I'm, like I said, I'm guessing that people have seen... No, no, no,
1: no, no. Not what you think people have seen, because there's a wide range of audience. What's the one movie you think everyone should see on this list?
0: I would say go see... Oh, man, that's so hard. I, you should see all of them, really, because...
1: Nah, that's a cop-out. Okay, so I'm going to say that if you have not seen Primal Fear, you have to see Primal Fear. That's the what I'm saying, they haven't movie, seen it. <laughs> the one movie on here you have to see is Primal Fear. Corey, give him another movie.
0: I mean a time to kill is is a really good movie you should you should go see that that's that's a movie that um I, I don't know I don't think it gets a lot of a lot of recognition time to kill you're right so go go out and see uh, a bunch of those movies so that you can see these supporting actor performances so that you'll have a little bit of context I'm sure you've seen a lot of these movies al- already there
1: and if you haven't go see I mean I would suggest go seeing uh, Primal fear Corey suggests go out and see a time to kill yeah. Um, as far as the Oscar list that was nominated in 1997, that was Fargo and Shine, Primal Fear, Ghosts of Mississippi. Um, Do you see Jerry Maguire? Oh, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Um, Jerry Maguire was the one whose Best Supporting Actor won that year. Yeah, which was... I don't think
0: you need to see Jerry Maguire though, because it he really is not going to win this Oscar.
1: But if you have never seen Jerry Maguire, come on, you gotta see Jerry Maguire. I mean.
0: It is one of those movies. If you've never seen, really, you've never seen
1: Jerry Maguire. I would be like, really, that everybody's seen Jerry Maguire. Yeah, the reason why I was, yeah. So if you haven't seen Jerry Maguire, go out and see. Yeah. Damn, Jerry Maguire. Go see
0: Swingers. Swingers is a really fun uh, glimpse into sort of like that indie <laughs> cinema writer director boom that was happening in the. Uh, you know, when we were 90s. talking about
1: writer directors between those, we forgot John Favreau.
0: Did we? Yeah. John Favreau. To add him. <laughs> He gave us like what we know to be the Marvel universe right now, like without him, well, and giving us Tony Stark because he fought for Tony Stark. You know? Yeah, he's also the one credited. Mm, see, he's the one credited with bringing back the live action, uh, bringing live action to like um the Disney animated movies with his Jungle Book. But like, come on, man, Hundred One Dalmatians was doing it ninety six <laughs> when he was still fucking in film diapers making swingers. They were doing. Live action versions of animated features.
1: Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Film diapers. I don't know where that came if from. If you would like to interact with us over the next uh, movie week, hit us up on our Instagram at Switch the Envelope or on our Twitter at Switch Envelope.
0: And we'll, uh, we'll get to our metric and much more next time on Switch the Envelope.
1: The has been a Riff Laugh production.